All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Galpal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Galpal Podcast, where we help you understand why the sports fans in your life scream at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at SportsGalpal and, of course, on SportsGalpal.com. So what did I learn this week? Is the grass always greener? In life, I feel like a lot of us covet what we can't have or what we don't have. I mean, I think it's just a natural human element, you know, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of envy. You know, sometimes I wish I had a more romantic husband. I'll admit it. Sometimes I wish I had a bigger house or more money or a different job or, you know, it just depends on, you know, sometimes different kids when mine act like crazy people. But, you know, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Like, Take, for example, what happened to my former quarterback at the University of Virginia, Grayson Lambert. He um, fought for the job for two years, um, was a backup, um, was a starter, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, he had enough because really our offense last year was dreary. Our offense this year isn't that great either. And he transferred to the University of Georgia. And this past week against um, South Carolina, he broke NCAA records. He's broken University of Georgia records. Boy, that grass is looking awfully green in Athens. And I just have to wonder, um, and a lot of my UVA fellow compadres are wondering, it's definitely coaching. And I'm not wondering. I'm, I'm telling you, it's definitely coaching. And so sometimes the grass is greener. And I'm so happy for him. And I'm so happy he's finding success and that people are taking notice of what it, amazing quarterback he really is so well done to him but sometimes the grass isn't greener for example you know it seemed like a good idea at the time to hire Mike London as our head coach I really liked him as a person I think you know he's still a tremendous recruiter he's still great with the alumni great for all the things he's supposed to do except for his actual job which is game time management and sometimes you know when we seek other things, you know, that aren't ours, that are different, that that grass looks so, so green and clear. But we don't realize that in order to get that, that it takes a ton of steps. And I think I'm starting to realize that as a sports fan that, you know, I love my teams and I love my passion for them, but sometimes it's exhausting. And sometimes I kind of wish it it were easier. Um, sometimes I wish that I could be a fan of a team that is consistent and good and ready to go. And I thought I had that with the Philadelphia Eagles this year. But, you know, our new toy, DeMarco Murray, I thought we were, you know, when, when LaShawn McCoy was traded, I was very sad because I love LaShawn McCoy. Um, I thought he was a tremendous running back and I just thought the world of him. But then we got DeMarco Murray and I was so excited because he was the greatest running back last year. I mean, offensive player of the year. This year in two games, he has eight attempts, nine yards and one touchdown. And let me tell you, if you're one of my rookie sports fans that listens to this podcast, learning about sports, that is absolutely terrible. Like that would be really good for, that's not even good for like a quarter. I mean, it's just not, not for the kind of player that he is supposed to be. So was the grass really greener, Chip Kelly? Is this really the guy? I have faith in you. I have faith in Murray and I have faith in the process. But after watching the last two games, I got to tell you. My head is spinning. And it just goes to show you that we think we want something. We think we want things that other people have. But then when you get it, 
sometimes it's not what you need or what you wanted. So what I'm saying is that what I'm starting to realize is that, you know, with sports and in life is that you got to be careful what you wish for. You got to be careful coveting the grass on the other side of the fence because, again, you don't know how much time and effort it took to get there. You know, I could want so many things, but it takes time and effort to get there. And I just have to be patient. With Mike London, we've given him plenty of time. He needs to be fired. We barely squeaked by William & Mary. William & Mary, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. At one point, we were trailing. I just, it makes me sad. So football this year for me so far has not been enjoyable. I'm not enjoying it at all. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. But, you know, it's tough. It, it's really tough. So for those of you who are dealing with fans like myself, you got to give us space. And don't minimize our fear because a lot of times fans get emotionally invested in these teams. We self-identify with these teams. I'm an Eagle. I'm a Wahoo. I'm a Sooner. You know, I'm a Red Sox. It just it depends on what it is. And when your teams disappoint you, when you have high expectations for things and they don't deliver, it's a problem, and it's sad. So if you have a sports fan in your life that right now is dealing with this, with this kind of disappointment, like we thought this was going to happen and something else is happening that's not good, don't minimize their feelings. Talk about it. Give them a little space. You know, tell them it's going to be okay. And just hopefully next week will be better. That's all I got to say. So um, this week I've got a great guest. Um, It's one of those guys from Next Fan Up. Um, It is Ron from Next Fan Up, but he's not talking about Next Fan Up. He actually has his own full podcast called Unsquish the Fish. It's all about the Miami Dolphins. And when I found out he had his own full podcast, I wanted to have him on for a full show. So he's actually the first of the super fans to ever get an appearance on the regular Sports Gal Pal podcast. Because again, some general housekeeping. On Mondays, I do my full show where I tell you what I learned this week, where I tell you, um, you know, I have a full guest on, like someone like a Pat Flynn or a Phony Bennett or sometimes, um, you know, Zach McCrite or the amazing... Um, Jordan Hall from the Sports Bros Podcast. I love him. Uh, you know, and we talk about sports and we talk about their fan experience and why they grow. On my Thursday shows, I, it's hopefully a shorter show. Sometimes it's not, but it's all about what I'm looking forward to for the weekend and what you as a sports fan should look forward to. The games and the events that really make sports fun. Um, this past weekend, again, I was in Charlottesville um, watching the University of Virginia and I wrote a great blog piece about why I bring my children to um, games like that. So it's on Sports Gal Power right now. I really enjoyed it. And there's some fun pictures of my kids. Um, my daughter Addison actually got to be on the big giant scoreboard. So that was a highlight. So she she enjoyed that a lot. And, um, you know, so, so it's a little bit different shows in that aspect, but it's just designed again to hopefully help you become a better sports fan or at least understand, you know, right now I'm dealing with, um, I'm dealing with just stuff as a sports fan. I'm dealing with the fact that my teams are struggling and it's hard because I want to stay positive and I want to stay upbeat and I want to be an awesome gal pal for all of you. So if I'm not doing those things, let me know. I'll fix it. So anyway, without further ado, it's Ron from Next Fan Up and Unsquish the Fish. 
right, gals and pals, my guest today is the host of the Unsquish the Fish podcast. It is all about Miami Dolphins, and he brings a passion to a specific team and a sport that I love. I am definitely not a Dolphins fan. I'm going to flat out put that out there right now. But I love his podcast because he has great guests, he has great insight, and it just goes to show you that if you have a partner in life, a husband who is a nut about a specific team, sometimes it's a great idea to pop in every once in a while and find out what he's listening to so you at least know what he's yelling about. And with me today is Ron from Unsquish the Fish. Welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Hey, Ramona. What's up? How are you doing? I am great. Okay. I'd like to start off most of my interviews with the same question. How did you get into sports? I remember sitting down with my family and uh, watching the Super Bowl, Dan Marino's second year against San Fran. That was the first memory I have anyway of watching football. And even though the Dolphins lost that game, of course, as everyone knows, I was hooked on football and hooked on the Dolphins ever since. Wait, but that's a horrible way to start. <laughs> Sorry, with a loss of that significance. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But it was, I mean, I was young. I was eight years old or something, so. And it didn't and you, affect me like it would if I was 30 or something. Yeah, that's true, because kids kind of bounce back. But now, like, with losses, you know, especially big games like that, like, I felt like I have a really good friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, who's a big Seattle Seahawks fan. And literally the day after, I sent her flowers um, because I knew that she was, you know, after the Super Bowl. I was like, here are some flowers because I know you're feeling bad. And she accepted them, and she fully admitted she was grieving. So I do get it. I do get it. But, yeah, the Dolphins are great. I mean, you know, they've been featured in Ace Ventura, and, you know, I mean, they have Dan Marino. I mean, and, and the and the unfeated season, and Shula. I mean, you know, what's, what's not to like? Yeah, we have a, a, a nice history. Unfortunately, it's been a little further in the history uh, than I'd like. But I think things are things are turning around. All the great franchises have gone through dry spells. They really all have. And uh, the, I believe the Dolphins are coming out of theirs right now. But do you really think, I mean, you know, because it's been so long since Dan Marino retired. And you had, you know, I don't even remember any of your quarterbacks, to be perfectly honest with you, in between now and Tannenbaum Hill. And the only reason I remember him is because his um, like girlfriend or wife at that draft, I was like, who is that? Like, Wow. Like who's that kid? Oh, Lauren. And then yeah, and then other than that, I just don't even pay attention. Isn't that weird? I just it's maybe it's a girl thing. No, that's okay. I understand. Yeah, I just you know, but again, I also admit it. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but you are. So you decided. I think you actually started podcasting a little bit before I did. I've been listening to the podcast. It's great, by the way. It's very funny. The last episode I listened to, you started out with Landry, Landry, Landry. That got stuck into my head like the rest of the day. So I kept like whispering my thing and like meetings that work. I'm like Landry, 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 and I'm like, wow, it's really sad. You're rooting for the the wrong player. Rooting for the player on a different team. I know, but I'm like, Landry, Landry, Landry. And I'll start doing it like with Murray. Murray, Murray, Murray. Maybe something like that. Um, but what made you decide to do a podcast? I I have always wanted to just kind of have my voice and my opinion on the Dolphins out there for other people to listen to and to see how that goes. Me and my friend Keith, we would uh, – we a lot of times we'd have some kind of odd jobs where we were up, both up late night and we're on the phone – just uh, talking about the Dolphins, and I always thought to myself, like, our, our conversations would, would make good radio. <laughs> I just felt that way, and I'm sure many people out there feel the same way, but I had decided to actually do something about it and make it into radio. Yeah, and it's a great, I mean, I, again, love it. I got connected to you through Podvader because you're also one of those crazy boys that I've been interviewing for my two-a-day series. You're part of the um, Expand Up experience. What's the difference between, like, on that show and then having your own show? Uh. Really, 
on the next fan up. I'm just kind of going with the flow. The format's already set. I'm not really doing things exactly this. Oh, I'm just going to do this today. I'm going to do that today. I'm just, I'm asking, so what are we doing today? What's the subject? What's the format? How are we going? What's the flow? Uh, so it's a, it's absolutely totally different for me where on my podcast, I mean, anything goes, I can do absolutely anything I want to do on any day. I want to do it. Talk to anybody I can, you know, get a hold of at any time I want to do it. So it's, it's, it's to- totally, absolutely opposite. And of course it's all dolphins. And on there, if I get to talk about the dolphins, it's maybe four or five minutes and that's it. So, and that's those mean boys. They do like kind of like certain ones like to talk over certain ones. I won't say. We'll let the audience decide. Um, you know, and yeah, and I think that it's interesting. Is it difficult? Because like I find sometimes difficult because I'm not as niche as you are. So I can talk about anything involving sports at all. I, I've got the entire wide world of sports. So one week I could talk about college basketball. Next week I can talk about NFL. Next week I can talk about Little League World Series. But you kind of kind of in dolphin land. That's really all you get to talk about. No, but I mean, yes, that's true. But I mean, that's that's all I want to talk about, really. <laughs> that's for the most part. But, you know, so, and there's plenty to talk about about one team. And obviously, it's it's also easy for me to identify and target who my audience is. I mean, I know who my audience is. They wear they walk around with shirts on, saying, "I could be a listener of yours." <laughs> you know what I mean? They, so it's in that way, it's it's less challenging. You say, you saying that I I made myself too big? Is that it? I agree. No, 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 not at all. Because people come for the content, but they stay for the host. And and that's the way I always look at it uh, with what little I know so far of podcasting. And uh, it's definitely not. Any any genre will work, and even being broad is great because you can get a much larger audience. And just for me, I I like being niche. Yeah, and it's a good niche because there's not a lot of... I mean, there there are, like, podcasts done by, like, the NFL teams themselves and ESPN. But I love the ones, and again, because my show is all about really fans, I love the ones that are made by the fans. And it doesn't matter what team it is, because I feel like with fans, it's a whole different perspective. It's a true passion. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little crazy um you know that's what i think i think yours is really reasonable like i don't think you've gone too nuts except for getting landry stuck in my head the chant um but overall yours is like really reasonable some of them get a little nuts yeah sometimes you'll 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 hear podcasts of other teams that are so down on their team it's like it's just nothing but negativity i don't know why you want to listen to that and i get even if your team stinks like i haven't listened to any washington redskins podcast lately but I imagine they're probably not super positive. Uh, on the other hand, you you listen to po- you listen to podcasts that are just oh we're going to the Super Bowl, and that's not even realistic either. So I try and keep a level head about it. I I just happen to be doing a podcast in a year where I really do feel the Dolphins are going to be very good. If I had done a podcast say three four years ago, it, I don't know that it would have been the same tone. It wouldn't have been super negative, but I wouldn't have felt as good about our chances for playoffs or winning the division things like that. How do you keep head up, though, when your team is down? Because you guys have gone through a valley. I mean, you know, you had a peak, and then you go to the valley, and you kind of coming out of it, like you said. And, you know, it's coming on that perfect time because, again, we're not sure what's going on with the Patriots right now. It's giving Patriot fans a little bit of a clue of, hey, you know, you there will be a life without Tom Brady. At some point, he will retire. He will not be part of your team. So you won't automatically be like, hey, we're kings of the AFC East. Yay. Like, no, they, they won't get to do that. Um, you know, and then you've got the Bills and – we're not sure what's going on with them. And then the Jets are always a hot mess. They're, they're fun to watch, but I'm going, boy, I feel bad for their fans. But you guys are kind of like this, like, I feel like the grown-ups in a way, which is ironic because a couple of years you guys were dealing with, you know, major issues in, you know, 
and we'll go into that in a second, but I just feel like you guys are, and we talked about this in our two-a-day, um, which was released a, um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I feel like you guys are actually really ready to kind of take that main stage. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we have a a, a very mature quarterback. Uh, I feel we have a coach, he, he's honestly been on-the-job training, which they say the NFL is at a place for on-the-job training, but that's just how it's worked for him, and you know, lucky for him, he has been able to, to stay around, and the, the owner believes in loyalty, so he's kept him around for a few years. And uh, we, I just feel like we have some very mature players, but we're definitely not an old team by any means. We're a young team, but I don't feel like we're too young. And it's just nice that we're coming out of this, but even but on the question of keeping my head up over time, we've usually been competitive. There has been a few seasons, the 1-15 season in 07, the same year the Patriots won 16-0, and by the way, the yin and yang of the AFC East. And uh, a few seasons before that, we had, like a, I think, a four-win season as well. Uh, those seasons are really super tough. But beyond that, we've usually been competitive at least into the middle to the fourth quarter of the season. That's when a lot of times it's fallen apart. So it's frustrating, but it's not like we've been out of it just right out of the gate most years. Yeah, but I think with that frustration, I know myself as an Eagles fan, I've felt that. It's like, you know, you get you have really good pieces on the field and you you know you're the better team. You mean you know you are. And then towards like last year, towards the end, it's like why? Just just why? And then you see Dallas and their nonsense. It's like why? Um, for me, I just I keep with them, obviously. I love them. I adore them. But I'm just looking, scratching my head going, okay, what next? And, you know, I think it's a real testament to you that you can, you know, number one, stay calm and rational, unlike me, who is not calm or nor rational, and who, you know, goes, okay, let's just roll with this. I mean, is that like a Florida thing or is that just a you thing? No, I think that's just a me thing, honestly. Trying to trying to be positive, see the positive thing in the team and – I am always really super positive going into the season. Honestly, I got to be I got to be honestly, I'm not as positive as I am this year, but I'm usually feeling good about a lot of the talent and players that we have. And the, the thing about football is, you always think you know where you're strong and when you're weak, or where you're weak and then the games start and where you thought you had a weakness turned out to be a strength, but then where you thought you had a strength turned out to be a weakness, whether it was injuries or they're just not playing good, they're not gelling. So this year, at least on the field so far in preseason, what I thought I was going to see, I am seeing. And that's the first time I could say that in a decade. So that really has my hopes up high. Yeah, plus, again, the other three teams are kind of in like this weird uncertainty thing. I think the AFC East is going to be really interesting to watch this year. So I got a question for you. So I know that you, um, outside the podcast, you know, you do have a regular life. You are married. Um, you know, is yes. your wife as crazy about the Dolphins as you are? She could pretty much care less about the Dolphins. I think she likes them winning because it keeps me happy. <laughs> but she knows I'm, I'm down when they're losing. So uh, beyond that, and she has, like, I think last year we went to the, uh, I think it was the second game of the season because the first game of the season I was actually at the game. We went to uh, a restaurant, a sports bar, me, her, and my daughter, and we had our Dolphin stuff on, and we watched it. But she, she's not into sports at all. She doesn't understand football or understand how it works, doesn't, you know, really have a rooting or emotional connection with it at all. So how do you guys balance that? Because, like, you know, obviously, especially now that you're doing a podcast, it's important for you to watch as many games as possible, particularly if they deal with your team or your team's opponents. And so, you know, it's very reasonable, I think, for you to have to watch, like, a Jets-Patriots game because you guys will be facing them twice. 
each of them. So that's four games out of your schedule wrapped into one other game. So how do you balance, you know, because I've got a lot of girlfriends who are like, oh, my God, I hate football season because he's always watching and our Sundays are taken up and I want to do this and he wants to watch TV and I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you because I'm the one who wants to watch TV too. Do you guys balance it or? Well, in the past, when we first got, we've been together, we've been married 16 years, we've been together over 19 years. So when she first met me on Sundays, it was football, and I wasn't mature enough to realize that, you know, that, that really isn't the best way to be that way. Oh, you know, 11 o'clock, I start uh, watching the pregame show on ESPN or whatever, and I'm still watching football at midnight because I'm watching the end of the Sunday night game or I'm watching the postgame stuff, the wrap-up, and then I realize, you know, that isn't necessarily the nicest thing to do as a husband. So there are times where if the Dolphins game's on, she knows I'm watching it. That's kind of no question there. But there are times where I'll say, hey, the Dolphins game's on at 1, and uh, after that I turn it off and let's watch something you want to watch. And even though there's games on, I'll just kind of be on my phone, seeing it, checking it out, seeing what's going on. But, it, you know, it is what it is. I, I got to also give my time to my wife and my kids too, but I can't just be nothing about football but it does it help because we talked, um, you know, all my show prep, I ask these kind of questions. You're not really into college football per se. It's pretty much just Dolphins. So I think that helps you out a lot. Whereas my husband and I, we're both nuts on any football. So because I'm a big college football fan, which he's lucky. He's just like, I just get to watch football. So he's super excited. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think like, you know, I tell a lot of my guy listeners, like, you know, pick one that you really love. So so listen to what Ron's saying. He's saying that I love this one team, and my wife knows I love this one team. So this one team's really important. So I'm not going to miss those games. But maybe some of the other games that don't really matter to my team, I'm going to take that time and spend time with her. And I think that's okay. I think that, you know, you don't prove your football fandom by watching every game. It's just not possible. And unless you're paid for it, like, you know, Jaws over there in ESPN, who's a big football nerd, and that's all he does. And, you know, there's no reason for it. No, I agree. I agree. And and what I'll do sometimes is if it's a bye week and, you know, we we can plan something together, I will literally leave football alone for that day and and just not touch it, not look at it, not watch the other games just to give her that day. And then she ends up in return really appreciating that from me. And so then on the next Sunday where I make it a little bit more about football, barbecue, have some guys over, watch a football most of the day, she knows there was that give and take there as opposed to I'm doing nothing but watching football Thursday, Sunday, Monday. You know, so it's, it's I just feel like the give and take is important. And I did not realize that at first. I've learned that over time, you know, over the years of marriage, that that's the fair thing to do. Now, you said you have a daughter. Um, is she into football at all? She loves the Dolphins because her daddy loves the Dolphins. She could not tell you anything about it. She can't really even pronounce Tannehill's name. She just calls him Tan the Man because she can't remember his name. How old is she? She's 11. Okay, so she's old enough to listen. Well, I mean, that's the age. I didn't really start getting into football until, um, you know, my early 20s. I mean, really, to be honest with you. So it could happen for her. Yeah, it could. Now, my son, on the other hand, has and he, I have a 14-year-old son. He has zero interest in football. Now he's a he's a gamer. He likes to he likes to be a gamer. You know, be with his friends, play video games. Uh, that is his thing. He could care less about football and never could. I tried to get him into it when he was young. Had no interest. How does that? I mean, is it? Do you think it's weird? And do you think he'll ever appreciate it? Or he's just it's just it's it's a lost cause. You don't worry about it anymore. 
No, I'm not worried about it. In my mind, I'm thinking he's never going to be into football, but that's okay. I mean, that's not that's not the end of the world. I understand. I have some friends who are not into football, don't watch football. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I guess they have their own things that they're into that I'm not into, so for each his own. Yeah, I don't understand people on, like, weekends in the fall when they don't watch football. I'm like, what do you mean you don't watch football? Like, what do you do? Like, seriously, because we, you know, it's a whole culture around my family. We go to, you know, UVA games on Saturdays. We watch football all day on Sundays. It's just something we do. We always have friends over, and they bring their kids. Our kids and them are running in and out. We've got some of the wives who will go in the kitchen and chat, and they always want me to go chat. And I'm like, I don't want to chat. I want to watch football. So that, that's a whole other issue. But, yeah, I don't know what those those families do. Like, what do they do, Ron? I, I, what do they do to fill their time if there is no football in the fall? I don't understand. Let me tell you, it's interesting, and sometimes I'll do this. You ever, during the game or even halftime, just flip through the other channels, the non-football channels, to see what they're showing? No, I, mean, I never do that. Most- it, it, yeah, do it one time. You will be like, this This is what people are watching. This is why they should just be watching. It is the most horrible. I mean, you're talking like every channel turns into like the Hallmark channel. Let's play some Little House on the Prairie or something. I mean, it's the most boring, dull stuff you could possibly find. That's when they put it on television. It's the non-football showing channels right then and there. I mean, it's just so boring. That sounds worse than waterboarding. I will never do that to myself. That's awful. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. Like, why? Again, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, because even if, you know, you don't necessarily like, because, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to football. Some people really like the stats. Some people like the action. Some people, you know, honestly like the commentators. Um, the only ones I like are, are Moose and Goose with Kenny Albert. That's the only team I like to listen to. The rest of them are like, eh, not really. Um, but, you know, there's lots of different aspects, even if it's just a bunch of people coming over and having a barbecue. Like you said, a bunch of guys coming over, we're grilling, you know, bring the wives. They can all hang out over there. I mean, you know, I, I don't see what's wrong with that. So I, I still get really defensive, particularly with other w- women, when they're like, I can't believe you spend all day watching football. It's like, well, that's what I like to do. What do you do? <laughs> I don't like comment on you. So, yeah, no, you never have to apologize for wanting to watch every football game you can. But at the same time, I do love the fact that you're mature enough to go, you know what, this isn't my wife's favorite thing, and I love my wife, and, um, you know, I have to deal with her 365 days a year, whereas football is only this much time a year. So I think you're very smart. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I try, I try and spread the love between the football and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so what does she think about you doing a podcast? Um, that she loves that I'm doing a podcast and she's tried to get me into doing something like this for many years. She thinks I have a talent for it. So on that side, there's that, but then it does take more time away, you know, that I get, I could spend with her. So there's that balance. That's been a very, honestly, a very tough balance for me that I'm still learning my way through. Can't say I've exactly learned my way through it yet. Like I like you, you have like a really good scheduling and I keep listening to people say, you need to schedule, you need to schedule your time. Your time is precious. And I keep hearing those words, but I've yet to actually let those words sink into my head. So I need to get that going and just schedule my time. Here's my time. You know, if you can't do one of these times, I'm really sorry, but these are the times I have. Because I haven't learned that yet, I'm having challenges in that aspect. Oh, yeah. Well, I got that sleep for you, you boys, because um, there was 32 of you, and some of them are in England and California, and, you know, I didn't mind the East Coast guys because they're on, you know, the same time I am, but I don't want to add or subtract and figure out time zones. So a buddy of mine who does um, another podcast, and he owns a couple of podcasting different things, and he's like, oh, you need schedule once. And I'm like, what's schedule once? So schedule once, you're getting a plug right now. Um, you 
please feel free to pay me or Ron. We'll both take money. Uh, <laughs> sponsorships are welcome. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's fantastic because I just send you guys a link and you guys here. You guys pick a time that works for you. Um, and it's been very interesting. Most of the guys are like, sweet. Even the computer was like, awesome. I'm like, I know, Podvader, you should use it. Um, you know, that's that's Jay, but. Yeah, I just, it is hard. I, you know, with the podcast, for me, it's interesting because my husband completely gets it. He's totally okay with it. But it's funny, doing these 32 mini episodes that I just got done finishing with you guys, my kids are like, you don't look like you're having fun. You know, are you sure you like this podcast? Because there have been times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to schedule this one and this one's running late and this one can't do it or we're having technical issues or this or that or, you know, or oh my God, I already taped the, the Carolina guy, but Calvin Benjamin just got injured. What? am I going to do? So it's, it's those kind of things that as a podcaster, I'm just going, it's just stressful, you know, and it's only our own making. I'm sorry. You cut out for a second there. Oh, did I? Yeah. You just cut out. All right. Yeah, um, just for like a, like two seconds. I didn't hear the end of the last sentence and then it was silent. So I assumed you wanted me to talk, but I didn't know what you wanted me to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> See, and, and then you get this and then you get like your internet like dropping. So you're like making a really good compelling point and all of a sudden it's like crickets, crickets, crickets. I mean, but this is podcasting. This is exactly what it is and only fellow podcasters. And I like the fact that you're still you're brand new like me. Like you started what in March, I want to say or I uh, know, it wasn't even I started in like May, end of May or something something like Yeah, that. I started in June. To, yeah, so we're right yeah, about the same. My episode 0 was April 29th. Okay, yeah, you're a little further than me. I, I was June 1st. And, yeah, I mean, only fellow podcasters get it. And then here's the other thing, because I've been to lots of podcasting conferences now. I've been to two big ones because um, that's where I didn't – like, I walked into April into New Media Expo not even knowing what a podcast was and walked out with one. I mean, that's literally how that happened. Um, and then I went to Podcast Movement because I'm like, oh, well, everybody's going. Well, I want to go because I want to see all my friends I met at New Media Expo. That's really why I went. Um, it, it was good. You should, If you ever get a chance to go to Podcast Movement, you absolutely should. You'll have a ball. Um, and it's great to be with fellow podcasters. But the other podcasters are like, yeah, I do batch content where I tape all of my episodes like at once. I'm like, yeah, I do sports. So I can't just... Yeah, you can't do that in You sports. can't. It's not it, evergreen. Right? It's not evergreen. No. It is timely. It's so much more challenging. They don't get it. The other they podcasters do not-, do not get the challenges of sports podcasting. You can't, you can't be like John Lee Dumas and be 40 episodes ahead. It's just not possible. It is not possible. And I, I just think they're adorable and precious. You could do this. I'm like, even like me, I tape my episode, my interviews a couple weeks in advance because they're a little bit more general. We're not really talking about super specific things. But then I still have to wait till the week of to do my opening monologue and some other things because that way it's timely. So even me and the way my normal show is, is done, or even like the two days thing where, you know, I did one a couple, and a couple days later, a major player, you know, gets in. It's like, well, I just rolled with them. Like, you know what? I just can't. I can't do anything about it. I can't. We'll just keep no. going. You know? Yeah, I, co- I get it. How many episodes will you be doing during the regular season? Um, I am going to be attempting to do a uh, a, a game wrap-up show uh, Sunday evening, which I'm also doing the Next Fan Up podcast as well. So I have to kind of time that with them as well, which I, I can, I've got people that I can be flexible with. And then I want to do a pregame show probably on Wednesday. So I'm going to be attempting to do a Sunday evening show and a Wednesday early show. And uh, I try my best to stick to that schedule, which seems to be my challenge. Try everything I can to stick to my schedule and find guests for each one of those spots as much as I can. And if I can't, I just ride solo and, uh, you know, just go with it. Your solo show was really good. The one where you broke down the whole deflate gate thing was excellent, by the way. 
Oh, uh, you, you know, the Patriots fan would di- on the next fan up would definitely disagree with you. But uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I was happy with it just because the I got the information out there. I actually gained some fans on my show that were not Dolphins fans from that, even though that was not one of my higher downloaded shows, one of my more listened to shows. I think the Dolphins fans weren't really huge into it. I think I gained. I know I have some Jets fans that listen to me and still listen to me to this day because of that show, which is strange. I don't know if you were a Jets fan why you'd listen to a Dolphins podcast, but hey, I appreciate it. Maybe they just want to live vicariously for you guys as you guys are coming out of the darkness and they're slipping further and further into it. <laughs> that could be. That could be. It is sometimes when I'm on there and I'm trashing the Jets in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, that one guy that's a Jets fan and listens to me, I feel <laughs> a little bad for him, but I just got to roll with this. Oh, I don't feel bad at all. Like, I'll totally trash like teams that I don't like. Like, again, I will talk bad about Hokies all day long. I have no problem with it. If you don't like it, go find another podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I have no, no apologies because I'm a fan. I'm a fan first, you know, and I don't like them. They don't like us. That's okay. It's allowed. You know, none of this nice, oh, we have to be nice and sports. Like, okay, yeah, you can be polite and courteous, but it doesn't mean I have to like you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I do have a question for you, Ramona. So, who is your most hated rival in the NFC East? Because I know you're a Philly fan. So, who who's your rival? Who is it? The Cowboys? I'm thinking it's probably the Cowboys. Right? It it is the Cowboys currently, just because they're the only ones that are competitive. Um, technically, it really should be the um, Giants. But for me personally, it's a little hard because my dad is a Giants fan, um, whereas my sister is a Cowboys fan. So I have no problem being mean to her. Um, but my dad is my dad. So that's what I'm saying with your kids. Stay on them about the Dolphins because you do not want them to go wayward and suddenly pick Jets or God or even worse, the Jaguars. Because you don't want that influence. That's your job as a dad. I dislike the Jaguars so much, but for so so many odd reasons. I don't know if you were interested in hearing them. They're very odd, but I have so much hate for that team. Why? So uh, are you, are you oh. interested? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course I'm interested. So, step one, or the first thing, when the Jaguars came into the league, uh, there was no DirecTV, and there was no NFL Sunday ticket. Like None of that existed. So uh, where I live, I live in Brevard County, which is central Florida. It's east of Orlando. So I'm in between Jacksonville and Miami. When the Jaguars came in the league, and because they came in the ASC, it kicked the Dolphins games off television, and I started having to see the Jaguars games or drive 40 miles south to Vero to go someplace and watch them. Oh, that's awful. So that was, yeah, it is awful. That was no, And I had grown up always being able to watch every Dolphins game. Never a question. And I, I even had it sweeter because back when they used to do blackouts, which they don't do blackouts anymore, but back when they used to do blackouts, the blackout area was south of me. So I never even got blackouts. And not that Dolphins games were blacked out very often, but so I, I, it was awesome. There was that. Then uh, the second thing was they went to the AFC Championship game. I believe it was their second season. And that's fine. Okay, they got lucky. kind of came together for them, second or third season. But the fans were crying. Oh, like they'd just been terrorized for decades, waiting for their team to be in the AFC Championship game. You've been a fan like 19 months. Are you kidding me? It just made me want to throw up. I just I was just <laughs> sick about it. But then, last but not least, nail in the coffin. Dan Marino's last game, we lost 62-7 to in the playoffs to the Jaguars. 62-7. to And Marino threw like Five interceptions in the first half. 
Yeah, uh, so that, that I've had a hate for the Jaguars ever since then. I know they stink, and I hope they stink for the rest of their lives. I hope they move to L.A. or to London or something. The London Jags, I like the sound of that. Wow, you're not bitter at all, are you? That was fantastic. Does, does no, your fellow, no, not at all. Does your fellow um, next fan up, Ryan, who is a delight, by the way, um, I feel bad for him. He lives in Las Vegas, has always lived in Las Vegas, and willingly cheers for the Jags. I'm like, what happened to you? Something wrong happened to you. So that's what I'm saying. You as a dad need to protect your children from that. Uh, yeah, he has no clue of my <laughs> hatred towards the Jaguars or, or, or if I if he did know why. No, well, he, he knows now. <laughs> yeah, if he this... listens to this, he will then know why I hate the Jaguars. And, and then I, I probably sound like a whining baby about it, too, so I really don't bring it up. No, no, you don't sound like Wayne B. Those are all really good reasons. I think those are really because they personally attacked you. And since a really good podcasting friend of mine, um, he does this um, podcast called Trivial Warfare. I was just recently on with um, Jay where we um, were not very good at sports trivia. It was really bad. Um, but he's a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And we were hanging out in Las Vegas in April. And I was joking, hey, you guys, this is before we got Tebow. I was like, hey, you guys should get Tebow. You'll sell more tickets. And he goes on and on about how they sell tickets, this and that. Not three weeks later, guess who signed freaking Tebow? my team i'm like son of a gun and he texts me he goes karma karma and i'm like i hate you so very much but then they broke their brand new um first draft choice and i didn't feel that bad yeah i i i felt not bad for them but i i felt bad for, I feel bad for I him i don't remember his name i felt uh, bad uh, for Dante the fowler. fowler yeah fowler i i felt bad for him when i saw that i was like oh man third pick i think it was third pick in the draft right yeah and third pick uh, in the draft. and he's out for the season in and it, he didn't even make it a training camp it was mini camp but then a oh, few no. days later he signed his deal so that was cool yeah that was good so no i did feel bad for the kid i was like oh my gosh that feels bad but the check was like <laughs> jonathan neener neener um so that's the only thing i don't like about jonathan's is it, the, the jonathan's listen to me no i love jonathan um but the jaguars is so funny so that's interesting though because really you guys don't re- you guys rarely play each other i mean well you do more regularly probably most teams but you're not like you know it's not like Ugh. i mean do more no, miami but- fans feel this way uh, I don't know that any of the Miami fans feel that way. So it's just to be you're crazy. With you. So it's, it's just, just my, you know, because crazy. again, the the whole getting knocked off television was just something that we dealt with. If you lived in the Orlando area or east of Orlando, if you lived Vero Beach South, you didn't deal with that. So that's that's one. And then I don't know the whole seeing the fans cry about getting to the AFC Championship game. That's just probably me being whiny. And but the Dan Marino thing in his last game, sixty-two to seven. I think a lot of them didn't like that very much. But then. I, I believe they've gotten over it since because the Jaguars have just been so awful. Yeah. I kind of um, have a similar story because, you know, like I mentioned, I went to UVA and the last game for the University of Miami, which we talked about off air that you were not a University of Miami fan, but since you root for Miami and from Florida, I'm going to tell the story. So the last game um, that Miami was playing and what was it, the um, or, the original Orange Bowl, Virginia came in and just stomped him. I mean, like Chris Long had, like, one of his best games ever. It was ridiculous. It was, like, nothing Miami could do. And I remember because, like, The Rock was there. Well, one of my um, my president of the company I work for actually played for Miami, and he was there. And he at my job interview brought it up when he saw what school I went to. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it, sir. <laughs> Wasn't like I was on the field, but you guys should have blocked better. I, you know, I mean, it was one of those things where I completely get it. But it, it's so irrational because – Again, you never know. I, I feel bad about Dan Marino, but, you know, you had Dan Marino for many years. I mean, you know, remember the good times with Dan Marino. It was many, many oh, good yeah, times. Oh, yeah, he was great. I was spoiled. I grew up only really having I, – I started watching football when we had Marino. 
And until I was well graduated from high school, we still only had Marino. I knew nothing else. I was almost a little bit nervous. Will I still be a Dolphins fan when Marino's gone? I wasn't even sure. I was I was so everything like Marino was the Dolphins. And the first season, the second we uh got out there and put out a different quarterback, I was like it was a Jay Fiedler actually. I was like, oh yeah, I'm st- oh yeah, this is the same. It, it felt absolutely no different to me. It was different not having a quarterback where you felt he had it locked down, but it felt no different to me. The emotional connection was there. I knew instantly. Okay, doesn't matter who the players are. I'm just a Dolphins fan. Do you think that Colts fans and Packers fans, because they both have dealt with, you know, they had awesome quarterbacks, obviously, and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, and then oh my God, we get even more awesome quarterbacks with Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers. You know, what's going to happen when they, they leave? Or like the Pack, or like um, the Patriots. I mean, without Brady, they, they just, they, no. It's just, it's just no. I just, you know, they're come up and coming. They're come up and coming. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting how some teams have had, and the 49ers went from Montana to Steve Young. I mean, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. The, the Packers have gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and honestly, the Colts have gone from Peyton Manning, who's definitely a Hall of, will be a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, to Andrew Luck. Now it's way early to say Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's definitely a good quarterback. So when I look at that, it's like, ah, oh, why couldn't have we done that? But then I look at like the Browns and say, <laughs> you know what? At least we're not the Browns, who have really, I mean, they have Bernie Kosar. If that, that's about the best they could say they've had. And he, you know, he got him to an ASC championship game and then got stomped by Denver back in the day. But uh, beyond that, I mean, what are you going to do? And Denver had a lull between uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning. It was a long lull. So, uh, you know, it's, it, but I always get scared that we'll never get another really good quarterback because there are teams that have never had a good quarterback. And when I say good, I mean, never had a, a an all-star Pro Bowl Hall of Fame guy. I mean, there are teams out there that have never, ever, ever had that guy. So that makes me nervous to think, well, will it never happen again? But I mean, it will. It all it all comes around. Well, there you have it, um, Ron. If the members of the Gal Nation want to check you out uh, for your football knowledge only, because he is very happily married, um, where should they go? <laughs> Definitely the first place to go is Twitter, and you could uh, follow me at Unsquish the Fish. And uh, you can go to Facebook and find me as well at Unsquish the Fish. Or if you'd like to email me or email the show, it's unsquishthefish at gmail.com. Very exciting. And again, all the um, links to Unsquish the Fish, including the podcast, will be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash next. Listen to me. I'm so used to saying next fan up because I've been doing Two days, like all day. Let me try that again. All the links to Unsquish the Fish are going to be on my show notes at blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal and, of course, on sportsgalpal.com. And I do follow Unsquish the Fish, and he and I banter back and forth. And I'm sure when his team plays my team, we will go at it because that's what fans do. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. Thanks again to Ron from Unsquish the Fish for being my guest this week. I loved his story about his wife and the compromises that he makes to make her happy so that he can enjoy his sports fandom. I think sometimes, you know, when it comes to seasons like I'm having right now with football, where I'm not seeing a lot of happiness within my own teams, that it's great to remind ourselves that ultimately... Sports is merely an activity that we get to share with other people. So for my question of the week, it's really a question I have to ask myself, and that is, how much am I going to let 
my sports experience affect the relationships in my life. So you guys know that Notre Dame came to UVA and I was a real brat to my husband. I made him sit in a whole different section, ride in a whole different car. I didn't really talk to him. And then, you know, my younger sister is a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I was nicer to her than I was to my husband, to be honest with you. But at the end of the game for the Cowboys and the Eagles, um, you know, just as the Dallas Cowboys were lining up in victory formation, my precious seven-year-old, as cute as she could be, comes in on the stick horse, you know, the horse of like the moppy head and then the pole, and she's wearing a cowgirl hat. And just at that moment, as the whistle blows for the final um, score of the game, she walks in and starts galloping in, and it was all I could do not to laugh. And I did, because it just reminded me in that moment that, you know what, while I love sports... I need to love and appreciate the relationships I have first and foremost. No amount of losing a game should affect those relationships. And I could have been a horrible person and yelled at her and told her to go away or stormed off. And instead, I'm like, you know what? She's the cutest thing literally on the planet. I've got a photo of it on my um, website right now. You can check it out. And again, it is early in football season. And it is early for us to panic. So I'm going to relax and I'm going to say, okay, Chip, I trust in you. Get us to the playoffs. Just do that. Let's just get to the playoffs this year. And to UVA, I trust that basketball will start very strongly November 13th. So if you want to connect with me um, about any of the sports stories that I cover, please check out the sportsgalpal.com website. I've got great blog posts about my actual general life dealing with sports and being a mom, being a wife, and all that other stuff. Um, also, make sure to check out my Thursday shows, what I'm looking forward to this week. My special guest this week is going to be Brian, the Cowboys super fan from Next Fan Up. I love those guys. They have basically adopted me. I guess I'm the 34th fan. have no problem being the super fan of Next fan up. It is a great podcast and I love it so much. And definitely make sure you check that out. Remember, don't hate the game. Just try to understand why the rest of us love it so much. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, you can follow me at SportsGalPal and make sure you check out the SportsGalPal Facebook page. See you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the SportsGalPal podcast and be sure to check out SportsGalPal.com.